Hello, we are back. The NFL from Across the Pond podcast, week two. Uh, my, I am Dave Squires, your host. I am joined by Brett Wall. Good day. Darren's not with us this week. He's still celebrating the Jets win from last night, no doubt. Um, let's just go through a quick week one quick hits. Uh, the Browns don't lose. They don't win either. They tied. Um, <laughs> probably should have won at the end. The 23rd ever tied NFL game. The Steelers could have won it as well, you know, every time. Uh, they both could or probably should have won it, but it's just a typical Browns thing. Um, the Dolphins win the longest ever NFL game. It had an almost four-hour weather delay. The game lasted seven hours and eight minutes. That have been tough going. Uh, Garoppolo loses for the first time as a starter. 24-16, uh, tough outing to Minnesota. Ryan Fitzpatrick goes off for 417 yards and four TDs in a win over the Saints. Breeze also racked up the yardage, 439 yards and TDs in a shootout, 48-40. Might keep Jameis Winston out there if he keeps doing that. Uh, Khalil Mack on his debut, 27-yard interception return for a touchdown and a sack. Aaron Rodgers left the game injured, uh, come back to win it. We've seen him do it so many times. Um, Patrick Mahomes on his uh, NFL debut as a starter, four TDs look good. The Chiefs won against the Chargers on the road. So let's get into week two, um, which starts, we'll just do quick, very quick Thursday night. Uh, Ravens at Bengals. Uh, Ravens had a big win at home to the Bills. Uh, the Bengals won on the road uh, Despite the fact I said they might be the worst team in the NFL, they they still might, but they won on the road against Indianapolis. But uh, I just don't see anything other than the Ravens win uh, in Cincinnati, even though Bengals are are traditionally fairly good at home. Bengals at home is difficult to go against, but the Ravens looked so good in Week One. Yeah. That said. The Bills. I'm feeling like they played the worst team yeah, in the I think, NFL. I think <laughs> maybe the Bengals that won't be the worst team, it might be the Bills. Um, yeah. But um, it's definitely... Um, th- this will be a much more interesting game than last week. I mean, it's nice to see Flacco go out and throw the ball around and do well, but it was so one-sided it was a bit pointless in the end. Um, I think this will be a much closer affair, but I think the Ravens will... Sneak it. Yeah, I'm, I'm taking the Ravens as well, but divisional game, so yeah, I expect it to be close, certainly a lot closer than it was last week for Baltimore. Okay, we're more in depth um, on our first game Carolina 1 0 at Atlanta 0 1. Um, there's a bit to go through here because um, there seems to be a long list of injuries for both teams, so. A tough week one for the Falcons, could have won in Philadelphia, very similar to the playoff game. Had chances at the end of the game, couldn't get it done in the red zone, couldn't get it done in the red zone all game. Um, Keanu Neal lost for the season, torn ACL, just found out Dion Jones is out for eight weeks with a foot injury. Uh, That's going to be tough, two Pro Bowl players off that defence. Uh, for the Panthers, Greg Olsen is out, he's re-fractured the same foot he fractured last year. Um, because we expect an update in about a month on Olsen. They've also lost their starting right tackle. 
and they lost their left tackle before the season started, so injuries hitting both teams here. Um, in regards to the Falcons, uh, DeMonte Carzi is going to replace Neil Jordan Richards, who they traded for recently, is also in the mix. In regards to Dion Jones, it's still early to see what's going to happen, but we expect Duke Riley to move inside. And uh, the rookie Foy Alonakan or Kamal Ishmael going on the outside. The Falcons did sign Corey Nelson on Monday, who was previously with the Eagles, um, to add depth to replace Jones. Uh, with the Panthers last week, they won a tough one at home to, to Dallas. Um, they looked impressive on the defence. I think uh, it's, a, it's a difficult one to, to judge um, Carolina, I think, from week one. I, don't, I didn't think Dallas looked good. They're um, too one-dimensional. They've got, they've got, yeah, they've got... Um, Dak Prescott's a decent quarterback... But they've got Elliot, and then it's kind of it's not enough to win you games on its own. And I think they're going to get found out um, week after week if they if they don't find something else. And I think that kind of made it a bit too easy for Carolina, who have got a good defense anyway. And actually, they were um, it wasn't exactly the hardest day out for them. Uh, well, they had six sacks on Prescott, also racked up a ten quarterback hits. Hits uh, 11 tackles for Luke Keefley. Um, on the flip side of that, Matt Ryan was sacked four times in the opener. Um, so that's going to be something to watch. Um, it, on the other side, it looked like Carolina, again, on offense, they didn't really get going. The, the repass option just seemed to be the most successful thing for them uh, last week with Cam Newton running the ball. Uh, he's done it well against Atlanta before and with Jones and Neil out stopping cams just became a little bit harder I do think we'll be looking at some point in this season where Cam Newton goes out injured because he took he ran the ball so much took so many hits and he scores touchdowns and he's he's like the you know, the biggest running back you want. He's amazing, but he's not a running back, and you don't want your quarterback taking those hits. And he's most effective when he's playing like that. So you kind of you you handicap him if you try and change the way he plays. But you're walking into losing your quarterback at some point in the season. Now that's probably not going to be this week. He'll take a few more hits before that happens. But I wouldn't be surprised if because he seemed to pass the ball reasonably well in week one and I, but I wouldn't be surprised if we start seeing that drop off because he's picking up injuries and, and nursing aches and pains um, well, yeah when, when, he, when he's played injured before it, he hasn't played well um, he can't move around and then he's just throwing off his back foot wildly inaccurate um, but as it stands that's not the case so in terms of this game he, I think he's he could potentially rack up some yardage here with, like I say, with Jones and Neil out, in in a lot of packages, Neil will be the guy that takes a tight end, but Olsen's out, so that evens that up a bit, but Dion Jones is going to be the one that would have been probably not, they probably wouldn't spy Newton as such, but it would have been Jones, and now he's gone, so it's going to be Duke Riley, and it's not a match I particularly like not quite the same. <laughs> as a Falcons fan. Um... The fact so, the Falcons have got to get something from their offense now. 
yeah. uh, with the injuries to the defence. Um, they struggled in the run game last week. They have to get the run game going. There was no play action or bootleg uh, for Matt Ryan. And although we're going to talk a lot in, in games we're, we're going to cover and just say, look, you know, it's only one game, it's only one week. The red zone offense is 19 games now that this has been going on. It isn't just one week. Uh, Sarkeesian has had these problems calling plays in the red zone. Can't understand what the problem is because they can get to the red zone sometimes seemingly fairly easily. And as soon as they get there, they forget how to just do anything. Well, this time last year, we uh, we were all complaining that he wasn't throwing the ball to Julio Jones. And then... For some reason, this this time, he started the season by only throwing the ball to Julio Jones. And you've got Calvin Ridley, who I don't recall being targeted in the whole game. Um, Sanu probably got a couple of targets. It was just... It, it was one... Like we talked about the Panthers being one-dimensional. That's how the Falcons' offense felt. It was, you know, oh, the Freemans going to run it on throwing it to Julio. And that is too predictable. You know, Julio is great, but... There's a reason why we have so many weapons on that offense. So to not use them just felt, it feels like a waste. Um, especially when you look at all the other games um, in week one and you see how, pe- how, how teams were using less talent more effectively. Um, it just makes you realise that there has to be something that changes quickly. There's just got to be more creative in the red zone. I watched some of the Rams game and they were just creative in the red zone. I'm not talking necessarily gadget plays all the time, but just creating mismatches. Uh, like I say, bit of play action. Got to get Coleman involved down there. Mm. So this is going to be a tough one for the Falcons. I'm concerned about about these injuries now. Uh, with Jones out, um, they can't afford to go 0-2 in this division, even, even though the Saints lost last week. Atlanta at home, I'm going to take Atlanta, I'm not as confident as I was before the Jones injury, it's going to be low scoring, I think it's going to be something like 23-17 or thereabouts. I'm holding on to the hope that we start, we've started this season like we started the season two years ago, and that it was just a freak first game, and that miraculously we're going to score... 35 to 40 points in every game from now on. So, with that in mind, I'm taking Atlanta. <laughs> However, I wouldn't be at all surprised to find we score 12 points and uh, and don't come away with a win. Okay, on to the next one, which um, probably be one of the easier ones to pick, uh, and that's Chargers at Bills, uh, both 0-1, but the Chargers had a much tougher game um, against Chiefs. Uh, Nathan Peterman, another two interceptions to go with the five he threw in his debut last season. Uh, Josh Allen came in, didn't exactly light it up, six for 15, 74 yards. Uh, no word on who's going to start yet for the Bills this week, but um, I can't see the Chargers not winning this game. I agree. Um, Josh Allen, when he came in, he, you know, like you say, didn't light it up, but there were a few flashes, a few little moments, some good passes, which is nice to see from, from a rookie. So, you know, maybe the, it's good to ease him in and um, in that way. And I think the Bills are so god-awful that I'll be picking everyone to beat them this season. It was yeah. just embarrassing for them. 
They made the playoffs last year. There's not a huge difference. Uh, they lost Tara Taylor, obviously, but there's not a great difference between what they have now and what they had then, but they just looked so bad last week. Um, at some point, it will be Josh Allen's team. It's just a matter of when, but like I say, uh, I think Chargers just too good. Yep. Take the Chargers on the road there. So, uh, on to uh, another divisional game. This could be a big one early because both teams won in week one. Vikings at Packers, but... We don't know about Aaron Rodgers at this stage. He was injured. He left the game. They were 20 points down. He comes back to win the game. Um, McCarthy said on Rodgers, we do have some information and no decision has been made. We're still collecting all the information. He's not giving anything away. I get the feeling that McCarthy's going to just be a bit more cautious with Rodgers, where in the past they're like, we know we can't win without him, so we're going to play him, but if we play him and we lose him for six weeks, we're probably only going to win one of them games, if that. They can afford perhaps a loss, even though it's a loss in the division, to not lose Rodgers for a considerable amount of time, and that's probably what they got away up. Yeah, I think... um I mean, it was impressive the way he came back in in, in the first game of the season, I think, but they're, going, they're definitely not winning this game if they don't have Rodgers on the field. No, Kaiser was awful when he came in, yeah. um, and especially against one of the top defences from last year. Um, if Rodgers does play, they've got to change the offence a little bit, which they did when he came back. It was all short, quick underneath routes uh, to Cobb and Adams, which... Which did kind of work for them, and if they cre- create matchups with those two on linebackers, they might get some success. And the Vikings struggled against the blitz, so would expect Green Bay maybe to try and exploit that a little bit. Uh, Green Bay on defense, not particularly good still. Um, no, the Cousins look like he settled in quite nicely as well. It's, uh, it, it doesn't look like he's he's. Taken an extra step and just gone straight into his stride. And I think, was it three touchdowns this week? Which is uh, not a bad opening game. So, I think, for me, the Vikings are going to win this. It's not that you normally pick against Green Bay at home, but I think, I think the Vikings are yeah, I'm gonna pick, too strong. I'm going to pick the Vikings. Um, there was one other thing from the first week. They really struggled to cover the tight end, so... Maybe Jimmy Graham can have a big game, but he didn't do anything last week. I think one catch for eight yards. Um, but, yeah, I think I'm going to pick Minnesota, especially with, um, even if Rogers plays, it, it certainly doesn't look like he's going to be 100%, not not able to move around, which does limit limit what they can do. So I think I'll take Minnesota in that one as well. Uh, On to the 0-0-1 Browns, uh, who are at the 0-1 Saints. Um the Browns, kind of a weird game. Uh, Tyrod Taylor was sacked seven times. It was just a sloppy game on, on both sides. Both sides could have won it. Both sides could have lost it. Um, Denzel Ward, the rookie, two interceptions on his NFL debut. Um, the Browns created six turnovers. Um, they look like a competitive team, which is what they haven't been for ever. It just seems like such a long time since they've actually been really in a game. But, I mean, it was a, a messy one anyway, and the Steelers didn't play well. But I think the fact that they were competitive... Well, they were down as well. They were down 21-7, yeah. and they came back. 
and that that shows something that maybe that's maybe so many of them players not there last year that might be a difference in in that respect that they didn't just go oh, we're, we're going to lose again yeah I mean Tyra Taylor's come in he just got a touchdown he he made some good plays he's he's a he's a very competent quarterback he's you know he's not a top five or top ten quarterback but he's competent and that brands have been lacking that for a long long time and I think that is um, huge it makes a huge difference you've got something you can build on and obviously they've got the um, the future waiting on the bench as well so I think it's as, as teams go I mean the, the defense is safe to turn the ball over a lot as well so I think there's Garrett Garrett looks unblockable at times there's there's actually lots of positives to come you know the fact that they didn't lose is a very positive <laughs> if you're a Browns fan but the just if, even if they had lost that game in overtime, I think there would have been more positives to take out that, that game than the Browns have probably had for two or three years. Uh, as for the Saints, um, again, it's only one week. No, nobody ever won or lost the Super Bowl in week one. There might be some question marks on that Saints D. Linebackers were poor in coverage and their secondary was just all over the place. Even Marshall and Lightmore getting beat deep a couple of times. Uh, may just be a blip, or maybe it's back to the Saints D from a couple of years ago, which was statistically the worst in the NFL. I don't think so. I think it's a bit too good for that, but it's certainly something to keep an eye on. The offense is as advertised. Kamara, where he left off last year, three touchdowns. Uh, Michael Thomas, 180 yards and a touchdown. I just don't think the Browns can keep up with the Saints. No, I agree. I think the Saints are going to are going to win this but I mean the Saints defence did look poor I mean after lots of good reports throughout last season you know an improving situation for, for them having been great up front and then you know the, the defence has been the thing that's let them down it seemed to be going in the right direction so to start the season conceding was it 48 points 48 points is, to Ryan Fitzpatrick yeah to, to Ryan Fitzmagic is, uh, is not the way to start the season, so I think they'll be they'll be keen to show that that's an anomaly. I think um, so. We might find the Browns find this an even harder second game than they thought they were going up against in their first game. So um, I'm going with the Saints too. Uh, okay, we're on to Dolphins at Jets. Um, with the Dolphins, the weird seven-hour game. Um, it was exhausted. Yeah, <laughs> I still, it's still, they're still there, still going on. Uh, it, it was a close game before Mariota went out. Um, Tannehill didn't look particularly good. Um, the Jets now five interceptions for the Jets. Uh, Donald threw a pick six on his first ever NFL pass, but he came back was steady. Sixteen of twenty-one for one hundred and ninety-eight yards basically means they ran the ball a lot. He only attempted 21 passes. and They scored in all three phases, Jets, and defence did look really good. The lines were awful. Um, but the Jets at home, I think I'm going to take the Jets. I agree. I mean, the Jets looked good, scored a lot of points. It was, you know, week one, so you never know what that's actually telling you. Um, uh, Donald was... He did the first couple of series looked a little bit 
dazed and confused almost, a little bit rabbit in headlights, it's like, what the hell's happening here? But then he got into his stride a bit more and, and you could see a bit of what, why they you know, why they drafted him. I think his first touchdown was a 41-yard yard throw, which that's not, not a bad way to open your account. Um, and the Jets D made a lot of big plays in this game. So I think there's, there's again, for Jets fans who probably came, was going into this season other than having a, a quarterback of, for the future... They probably weren't expecting too much out this season. There's lots of reasons to be cheerful. Um, significantly more so than if you're a Dolphins fan, I'd say. So, uh, Jets for me. Yeah, Jets again. If they get 2-0, and I mean, they generally could could make a run in a, in a weaker AFC uh, for, for a wildcard spot. Uh, but we'll see. Um, <clears throat> on to Eagles-Bucks, both 1-0. Both I mean... This game became more interesting after after the Bucks put up 48 in New Orleans. Um, the Eagles struggled offensively in the opener. Um, there's still no Carson Wentz. Um, Bucks were four and four at home last year. Don't seem to be that good at home. Um, I think it's going to be a close one. Yeah, I mean the, the, what we saw with the Eagles in Week One felt like they're probably going to have quite a lot of close games I think that um, we're going to see a good defence there and, and that's going to make it difficult for teams but it's whether they're how many points they're going to score it, you know, they didn't get a huge amount of joy um, against the Falcons I think the um, the Bucks it's got to be a freak game really it has to be yeah, I mean, the Bucks though I mean you look at their receivers uh, Mike Evans um, Sean Jackson, a good win, had a couple, um, couple of long plays. Uh, I think two touchdowns as well. So, like they got weapons. Every everyone was talking about the Bucks last year, and if I remember right, the year before as well. They, you know, they have they got all this talent. They're going to do it. So maybe this year is the year that they they bust out, and you know, but it's going to come down to whether um, Fitz can turn up week after week. Um, while he's in, because um, if, if you haven't got a quarterback, you're going to struggle. And we we know he is not necessarily, other than one season, he's not a consistent performer. So it's it's, it's difficult. It's I'm taking difficult the Bucks to win it. Really, yeah. I I couldn't decide. I, I just couldn't decide. Um, I think it's one of them that the Eagles they could they could lose. Uh, because I think they're going to have a drop-off from last year. I still think they'll probably win their division just because of the state of the division. Um, do I see the Bucks going 2-0? Um, you wouldn't have predicted it a couple of weeks ago. I, I think I'm going to stick with the Eagles in a close one, but I wouldn't be at all surprised if Tampa won this game. I mean, if this was in Philly, then I'd, I'd be going with the Eagles. But it's... Bucks at home with the way they played last week. I kind of like say I think it's going to be close, and I just wouldn't be surprised if they edge it. Um. Okay, so big one in the AFC this week. Uh, Chiefs one and zero at the O O and one Steelers. Uh, tough road start for the Chiefs at Chargers, then at Steelers. 
Um, but they looked good last week. Mahomes, 15 of 27, which, again, just balance, 256 yards and four TDs. Um, the big news in this one is Roethlisberger listed as having a minor elbow injury. It might explain his three interceptions and his two fumbles. He had a, one of them Roethlisberger games that you get a couple of times a year, 23 of 41. Uh, Le'Veon Bell is not expected to be back. And he's not expected to be back between any time between four to six weeks, if at all. Um, James Connor was good in his absence, 192 total yards in week one. Mm-hmm. Uh, with Bell, um, I mean, he's one of the top running backs in the NFL. Connor did a good job, and if that continues, and if Bell continues just to hold out, not turn up, whichever way you want to look at it, I wouldn't be totally shocked if the Steelers traded Bell before the deadline. I, I just don't... I mean, I understand why players do this, and, you know, all credit to them, there's a lot of money in the NFL and a hell of a lot of money being made by the teams and the owners. So I understand the players wanting to get their slice of the pie and the biggest piece they can. But, you know, they never know when their career is going to be over, so fair play to them. However... There comes a point where holding out into the season, you're letting your teammates down. It's we, not like he's, he's playing for free anyway. It's not like he's not getting paid any money. He's being paid millions and millions and millions of dollars. And now he's letting his teammates down by not being there. And so he, he understands that he wants to get paid, but you can't... His, if, even if he came back next week, He's got to make right the fact that he let his teammates go out on the field. Well, it's going to take him a couple of weeks anyway because he, he hasn't played. He hasn't played pre-season. hasn't been to training camp no. um, as good as he is. He, it's the NFL. You can't just step in and go, hey, I'm going to rack up yards and touchdowns in, after one week. Yeah. Um, so You may just have pushed it a little bit too far. Yeah, like I say, I mean, I wouldn't be shocked if the Steelers traded him. I mean, I don't think they will, but I think they're just getting annoyed with the situation. Mm-hmm. Uh, and if somebody comes in with with a big, big offer, um, similar to the, it's going to be similar to Khalil Mack numbers yeah. in terms, certainly in terms of money, but in terms of draft picks. Um, trade deadline's October the thirtieth, so I'm not sure the the holdout will go on that long. Um, but going back to the Steelers, at times they beat themselves against the Browns. Um, they had opportunities; they just turned the ball over too much. Yeah, and then, I mean, as you said earlier, they could have won it in overtime as well, and then they missed the field goal. I mean, good, you know, fortunate in some ways that they managed to block the Browns' own field goal attempt right at the end as well. So it's it, they're lucky in some ways to get away with a draw, um, but. They, if Big Ben is not injured then, and not carrying a knock, then I think they'll, they will be better. Um, it's probably just one of those week ones games where they just weren't quite ready and weren't quite sharp enough um, to, to execute what they wanted to do. Um, that's what Steelers fans will be hoping anyway. Um, On to the Chiefs, though. I, mean, I think there's... Um, I mean... Hill looked scary fast. I mean, Hill, Hunt, Kelsey, I mean... It's, and Mahomes now. Mahomes was like, finding like, Hill. Okay, so again, it's one game, but 
like he looks like maybe the next next step up from Alex Smith, where Smith he will probably won't lose you a game, but there are times you need your quarterback to win you a game, and maybe Mahomes can end up when it comes down to it later on in the season, certainly in the playoffs, being that guy. Yeah, and I think you know it looks like he's you know, built up good chemistry already with his receivers, and they're they're executing plays well. I mean, as I said, I mentioned Hill. I mean, he he's scary when he turned on those those rockets. He just went, and if you if he gets if he gets a speed up, I'm not sure how many people are stopping him. He was electrifying, but um, and it, it's it's interesting the way they sort of. Um, create a variation in their in their play calling so that they're all getting a getting a look in and it's mixed up enough that you don't know what's coming. And I think that is they're going to be a difficult team um, to beat this year. I think. Uh, yeah, I agree. Um, I think they're loaded loaded with talent. It's just it's the playoffs where it goes wrong. And I don't know if that's an Andy Reid thing, but um, in this instance, week two, I'm taking the Chiefs. I agree, even though it's you know, at the Steelers, but I think it's uh, the Chiefs played so well it would be um, wrong to overlook them. Okay, we're on to Texans at Titans, AFC South matchup. Both teams 0-1, although the Texans certainly had the hardest start on the road in New England. Uh, another list of injuries here. Um, tight end for the Titans Delaney Walker out for the season left tackle Taylor Lewan has is in concussion protocol so highly unlikely he'll play this week uh, also Marcus Mariota left the game in the third quarter with an arm injury um, he came back in but in his next two throws he threw two interceptions and was replaced by Blaine Gabbert which basically means he wasn't replaced at all because <laughs> Gabbert is possibly the worst quarterback I've ever seen if the Tex- if uh, excuse me, if the Titans play with Gabbert, then they're not beating anyone. I agree. Yeah, I think the you know the like you say the Texans probably had the about the hardest opener you could ask for. Uh, they're um, still in it at the end as well. Yeah, yeah. And so, no, I think the Texans have taken off where they where they were last season. They're a, you know they got a good D. They're a solid team. They're you know they're really getting about teams and making it difficult and they will win playing games doing that so I think um, for me the Texans are going to win this yeah, with or without Mario in the times I think it's yeah, I, the I, Texans anyway I agree even even if Mario plays I'm, I'm still taking the taking the Texans for whether he does or not it's probably too early in the week to tell but um, I think the most interesting thing about the Titans last week was the blue helmets Instead of the white ones, I like them. Uh, okay, on to the next one, which is Colts uh, lost at home to the Bengals. So they're own one at Washington, who had something of a surprise win on the road in Arizona. Not saying I was expecting Arizona to be great. Um, Alex Smith had Alex Smith numbers, which is twenty-one of thirty. 255 yards and two TDs, which is, like I say, a typical Smith line. He won't lose you the game. He's steady. Andrew Luck in his return, 39 of 53. You can't pass the ball that many times and expect to win the game. 319 yards and two touchdowns. 
Um, the Colts kind of gave this one away a little bit. Um, there's still a lot of work to do for the Colts, even with Luck's return. And I was surprised by Washington, and I think I'm going to take the Redskins at home. I'm taking the Redskins at home as well. I think the, the, it was nice to see Luck back, and, and you know he looked um, fully fit, which is great, because it's... Uh, that's what you want to see from one of the, the best quarterbacks in the league. But they don't do anything to help him. You know, you, you talk about um, you sometimes you need quarterbacks to win the game, but you also need to have talent, enough talent around you to give the quarterback a chance to win the game. And it's, uh, um, I think this, is, this could be a very long and difficult season for the Colts if the whole team is centred around luck, which it has been whenever he's been fit for the whole time he's been there, but it just feels worrying that they're not building enough around him after all these years. It's just too much on him. It's yeah, he's, he's, he's the kind of quarterback, unfortunately, I wouldn't be at all surprised if what people would consider one of the best quarterbacks in the league in this in this era won't get, probably won't you know, get anywhere near the, the level of um, reward that he should do out of his career because he, he's just going to be buried in a crap team um, which is um, that's on the ownership and the uh, front office to sort out <laughs> but again I think on this one um, yeah let's see ok uh, another divisional match up here Cardinals who what awful as we just said against Colts uh, they're at the Los Angeles Rams um, with the cards Sam Bradford lighting it up 20 of 34 for a whopping 153 yards how long before we see Josh Rosen uh, David Johnson was a disappointment 9 carries for 37 yards so that's a big surprise for me uh, I can't see him doing anything at all really this season as for the Rams, they look one of the best teams in the league in week one. And is Gurdy now the best running back in the NFL? He could be. I mean, he's, I, mean I, I know where you're going with this. I mean, it's difficult to see past the Rams in this game, to be honest. They, they looked a pretty complete team in week one. I think, you know, um, I think everyone's expecting them to go deep into the playoffs before the season started. And I don't think anyone's seen anything that makes them think that would change um, so I think you know, they they picked up where they left off last year on offense yeah. uh, not necessarily in the, in the playoff game um, where they lost but Goff looks comfortable in this offense Gurley 108 eight yards rushing at 39 receiving yards I mean they have weapons they've added to their defense um, they pick six I mean they just look a complete team as it stands. Yeah, I agree. I, mean, I think I can't see myself picking against them very much this year. Uh, definitely not at home to the Cardinals, no. So it's Rams all the way. Uh, on to another two 0 1 teams, uh, although one looked looked a lot better in a loss than the other. It's the Lions at the 49ers. Um, everything, as we said previously, went wrong in the second half for Detroit. Uh, interceptions, pick six, gave up a pump return for a TD. 
49ers missed some opportunities against the Vikings. Uh, the pick six late on. They tough game on the road, but like I say, they might have felt they could have, if they had a few plays back, they might have come away, come away with a win. But again, I think it's probably an, e- an easy one to call, even though the Niners lost last week. Yeah, I think it, it's interesting. It was good to see uh, Jimmy G put under pressure from a good defense as well. It, it was a much more um, interesting test for him than maybe we saw at the back end of last season. As you, know, as you mentioned last week, you know, he won. He had a good winning streak at the back end of last season, but a lot of it was against teams that maybe didn't have much to play for or weak teams and. Um, Whereas you know, season opener was a proper competitive game. I think he, we saw a little bit more mixed Jimmy G. It's all in there though. He's a top top quarterback. We're, yeah, we're yeah. going to see plenty of good stuff from him this season, which is great to great to be able to look forward to. He can certainly sling it, and he's not afraid to. Even after even after an interception, he just goes straight back to mm. it. So I counted five interceptions for Stafford. I think when I was. Rewatching this, um, I may have got that wrong. But I think it might have been five. I think uh, I think it was five. Or did Castle throw one? I can't remember. Could be. Um, it was just not good at all <laughs> for the Lions. Um, and he just, yeah. Like, I mean, he's, he's stuff is not bad quarterback, so it's 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 worrying for them. I think the Forty Niners have got this one. Yeah. Uh, okay, Raiders um, 0-1 after a Monday night loss at home to the Rams. They go to Denver, who are 1-0 after beating the Seahawks. Um, Raiders were sloppy. They started off all right against the Rams, but Derek Carr, three interceptions, one of them truly awful. Um, tight end Jared Cook had a record day, nine receptions, 180 yards. But Amari Cooper, one catch from nine yards. They have to get more production out of what is supposed to be their top receiver. Uh, the Broncos, uh, Case Keenum may have turned into Case Keenum again. Um, it's three touchdowns, but also three interceptions, which is something he didn't do at all last year. Um, but in Denver, it was the Von Miller show. Three sacks, two false fumbles. Yeah, and, and although maybe Keenum was a bit more like his usual self it still felt like the Broncos had an upgrade at quarterback this year um, not hard after what they had last year no I mean they had a shambles of you know um, trying to find a solution um, and it was they made a mess of it over the last couple of years but I think you know Keenan gave them a chance to win this game and give the defence a chance to go out and win this game as well and, and you know, like I say Von Miller um, his strip as well, the turnover was you know, just it's just classic one. Well, really, just a scary guy to be playing against. So, um, I'm going Broncos on this one. There's nothing that I saw from the Raiders that made me think that they could win this game. Um, and uh, the Broncos, you know, look like a very very good defense and a solid, if not exciting, offense. Yeah, I think. I think the Broncos' defence wins this game, basically. Mm-hmm. Uh, so go Denver there. Um, on to a rematch from last year's AFC Championship game. Um, 
Patriots at Jags. Both teams won opening week, although neither was impressive. Um, Brady, 26 of 39 for 277 yards. The Patriots struggled in the run game. Um, Jaguars won with defense again, really. Mars Jack, 32-yard pick six in the fourth quarter to seal it. Um, but the Jags struggled on offense. Blake Balls, 18 of 33 for 176 yards. And Fournette, nine carries for only 41 yards, which is uh, more of a surprise than Balls struggling. Yeah, but I think that is... This is the problem that Jags are going to have on offense all the way through the season, I think, and that's that um, people aren't... Team defences aren't scared of Balls at all. So... And Bortles never looks particularly confident about what he's about to do anyway. They don't have any receivers either no. of any real stature. Uh, so they've lost Marquise Lee. So, so you brace for the run and you defend against that. And you, you, yeah. you, you say to Bortles, go on, then if you want to throw it, throw it. Yeah. And if he, if he makes a few plays, then you know what? Good for him. But he's going he's gonna to miss a lot. And like you say, if they don't have the receivers there anyway to make him look like a better quarterback, then they're going to struggle. So... Yeah, I mean they'll win. They'll win plenty of games on D though, because I think you know they've got um, a lot of talent there, um, and uh, they need to score points with their defense, which is yeah. what happened last week. Yeah, and they do. They were doing that last season as well. I think they'll carry on doing that. So they'll they'll make big plays. Um, it's just whether they can, when it comes down to it, against really good teams, you you're going to struggle to score enough points just off your defense. I think, and that's. Um, that's what, where they're probably going to fall short this this week. Um, is they're just not going to get enough points out of the game. Uh, I think the key matchup is um, the Jags D line against Patriots offensive line, which has a lot of question marks about it. And, uh, although I think Patriots certainly, as always, will have a good offensive game plan. I just I just think think the Jags might steal it. Oh, I'm going with the Patriots. Never bet against the Patriots. Never, never, never write off the Patriots. No. They could be German. Uh, okay, the Giants and at the Cowboys, both 0-1. Uh, NFC East matchup. The Giants, are, they're in a rebuild. We know that. They've upgraded their O-line, but they struggled in the run game. Uh, Squan Barkley, 18 carries for 106 yards. Sounds good, but he had one run of 68 yards. If you take that away, it's... It's about 50-odd yards on 17 carries, which which mm. does not read so well. Um, the Giants, as we were just talking about, held Fournette and um, Yeldon 92 yards on 23 carries. Um, so they, they're good in the run game, which they'll need to be. The Cowboys, we said the Giants are in a rebuild. Not really sure what the Cowboys are in. I think they're in a... a well, they're, they're kind of going backwards somehow, and it's uh, whereas it, you could argue the Giants have got a plan, maybe, um, although they need to have a plan for how to replace Eli at some point. But I think the Cowboys, I don't think, expected to be in this position. They seem to be going in the right direction and having some of the right pieces, but then, um, I mean, Elliot's obviously. Elliot's quality the, player that yeah. looked good for a season and but doesn't seem to be really doing it so much now and, and you just wonder whether you know even if, if he was given 
the right tools around him, maybe that's what's lacking, but two players aren't going to make Well, they lost Des Bryant, they didn't replace him, and Jason Witten retired, which I think caught them out a little bit. Um, but they've so got to have a plan, you know, they, you can't... It's too late. Plan it's too late. Yeah, but the plans for the off-season, yeah. you know, there they're, is no plan now. The plan is to scheme with what you have. Yeah. And their receivers struggled to get open last week. I just, I, I, I didn't, I couldn't see anything in there um, other than Elliot that made me excited and, and hopeful that they could do, that they could actually switch it up. And um, whereas with the Giants, I mean, it wasn't all great. You know, they both lost their opening game. So, but with the Giants, I felt like there were things. You know, if they can. There were more positive about positive the Giants exactly. than there were about. Yeah, you know, if you can, if you can, you know, you, Eli's Eli at the end of the day, and he's going to turn the ball over, and when he's under pressure, he's going to do all sorts of strange things and throw it away into into crowds of people for some reason instead of just throwing it off the field. But he, but with Barkley, you've got a talent there that. Is um, you know in the, he had a he had a couple of flashes and obviously that the, the sixty-seven yard touchdown run you know shows that there's something there that if they can nurture it and, and use it in the right way there's talent and they've obviously got OBJ and so there are there are key, there are star players there that you think they could build on and Eli is still good enough to get the ball around. Um, if he can, he be, I don't think he's quite at a point where he's going to lose you games. Um, he might not win you many games anymore, um, but I think um, for though for that reason, just the fact that the Giants look like they've got a, a bit more talent and a bit more interesting going on, I'm going with the Giants. Uh, I think this is going to go down to who can run the ball better, and neither team ran the ball particularly well last week, and both played the run pretty well on the other side so um, this could be tough sledding and it might not be very good to watch um, but I think I'm just going to take the Cowboys at home oh, we've got a couple of head-to-heads coming on now yeah. so this is good we've picked quite a few in a row that are the same and now we've got a few head-to-heads this is where this is where it's all going to make the difference ok last one the Monday night game uh, league could have done a Better job of picking this. Um, Seahawks and Bears um, seem to be heading in opposite directions. Uh, Seattle, their offense is Russell Wilson. 298 yards and three TDs. They still have no running game. Uh, the Bears, obviously, they need to bounce back from the 20-point lead that they blew in Green Bay. Um, but they looked impressive in parts, especially on defense. Trubisky... 23 of 35 for 171 yards and no TDs. He just has to be better than that. Yeah, I mean, what we... It was, um, you know, sticking two fingers up when you saw in the first half, Mac um, sacking Amen interception for a pick six. It was like, you know... You shouldn't be letting this kind of talent out the door, and so you, you kind of look at it and think, you know, they've they've done well there and brought in, you know, they've stuck their neck out and brought in a player like that, which means that they're going to have a chance and in in games more so than they would have done. I think um, 
in this game, I'm, I'm, I think the Seahawks are probably going to have just too much for the Bears, but I think um, it'll. We'll have to see because it's. I mean, the Seahawks don't look great. Um, so it's a bit of a. It could go either way for me. Yeah, I, Seahawks, I think the Seahawks. Will, will Seahawks make it. defense created three turnovers last week. Um, Trubisky with those numbers from last week. It is a concern, but they do have weapons on offense. Um, I think the Bears might win a win a low-scoring one, late field goal, perhaps. Well, another one where we've gone opposite. This is uh, this is going to turn into a whitewash one way or the other. Yeah. <laughs> right. That concludes. So we shall see who was right and who was wrong. Um, but thanks for listening and uh, we'll be back in week three enjoy week two see you later bye